This episode is sponsored by Overcast, a better podcast app than whatever you're using right now. Unless it's Overcast. Get Overcast for free on the App Store. Welcome back to the Ajima Podcast. I'm your host, Peter Kim. And I am Unji Kim. And we have a big show for you today. First of all, guys, thank you so much for coming back. We love you. We're on episode 115. You've been with us maybe since last week, maybe since the first one, but... As you know, recently we've been trying for you guys to leave us reviews. We have. Uh, some we have uh, some people have actually reached out saying that they they can't because of their machine, and that's fine. That's totally fine. If you it's try, acceptable. it's acceptable. Yeah. Just uh, tell someone else, tell another listener, and mm-hmm. they tell three listeners, et cetera, et cetera. Now, um, both of us so, are sniffly. I know. I know. <laughs> The winds have the the winds have changed in LA, and I'm so sorry. You're gonna listen to us both be like nasally as fuck, but that's like a, a very Asian thing. We have a, a, a there's like an Asian nasalness that you have like uh, that non Asian people have to listen to anyway. And yeah, when yeah. other Asians listen to it, they also feel very comfortable calling it an Asian accent. Yes, nasality is Asian accent. It's Asian <laughs> culture. Okay, see us. Do not deny. <laughs> Hear us. <laughs> but you cannot smell us because we're stuffed up. Now, I know we're going to be sniffling. It's going to be so disgusting. It's fine. Um, whatever. It's totally cool. Phil, try, try to do something with it. I, I, feel, like, I feel like this. we're going to read this review and people are going to be like, uh, yeah, I'll leave you a review. Fucking get some Claritin, assholes. Now, oh my God. okay. This review... Today's review. So uh, just to reiterate, we're trying to get to 100 reviews before we go to D.C. on April 26th. And that's our big goal. So if you could help us do that by telling other people to review or reviewing yourself or just review again under a different name. Who cares? We're, we're <laughs> almost there. We're almost there. Okay. This person's review. Five stars. It comes from Pozo Zoku WL. Okay. And this was left to us uh, on January 14, 2020. Uh-huh. Titled review says, maybe not your target audience. Okay. Ooh, okay. Uh, already triggered. I don't like this. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this person already <laughs> seems against us. Uh, this person says, middle-aged white guy here. Oh, okay. boy. Oh, boy. Okay. Oh, boy. Okay. I'm going to continue. They say, can't exactly remember how I found your podcast. Uh, parentheses probably had something to do with your rant about Shane Ryan question mark SNL abomination (laughs) (laughs) Shane Gillis but yes yeah Um, but have been listening religiously for the past six months love the chemistry between Unji and Peter funny raw and emotional turned my hapa wife Japanese slash white onto the show and she's a huge fan she's now a huge fan as well keep up the good work wow look at that a middle-aged white guy and his half-Japanese, half-white wife re- loving the Ajima show. Look at that. Not just for Koreans, y'all. Not yeah. just for queers, all right? This is a straight-ass hetero relationship loving <laughs> us. Look at God. But yeah, thank you so much for your review. Please leave a review for us. We're trying to get to 100. Once we get to 100, we're going to have a celebration episode. We might do something for the Patreon members, like a little video message. Who knows? Uh, By the way, but but Peter and I need to have something so that we can give ourselves an A. (laughs) Exactly. Right now, we're hovering around a B minus. 
<laughs> anyway, um, let's get right into the catch up. So my moms are driving me fucking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you know, like, not even four months ago, we had a podcast episode about me completely freaking out about my mom moving from New York to Philly and me not having a home in the East Coast anymore. Yes, and this was right? a, this is also a episode that really touched a lot of listeners. Like, we got yeah. a lot of feedback on that episode specifically. We did because they were about like, oh. Like, like feeling entitled and like filial piety, like feeling fully filial piety. <laughs> I like that. New, that should be our offshoot podcast. Filial piety. I love that phrase. Still don't know what it means, but I'm not going to look it up. I'm going to try to just use context clues to figure context. it out. <laughs> All right. Keep going. Peter. Sorry. Anyway, my mom's fucking driving me crazy. And I, you guys know the saga. I grew up in Flushing Queens in New York and I've been living, my family's been living there my whole life, my 37 years of life. And um, my mom uh, worked in the uh, media, Korean media, like, you know, racket forever, close to 40 years. And she's been, you know, in and out of jobs. She's been, she's taken like entrepreneurial flights of fancy. You know, she she one time um, did like brand manager or brand advocacy for Pita Obek. Do you know this one? It's uh-uh. like a small little like pakasit style energy drink. Oh, if you're okay. Korean or if you went to a Korean store, you've seen these tiny little like dark bottled energy drinks. They're like kind of like um, like OG Red Bulls. Like it's different than pakasit. Like it's basically almost exactly the same thing, but smaller. It's about the same size, and it's just like it has more taurine or something like that. Okay. Anyway, so she was hawking so that like for a while. More neon, more yeah. neon. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the first time I poured a pakasa D into like a glass. Yeah, I was like, whoa. Yeah, it's D for dementia. It's gonna yeah. straight up rot your fucking brain. But it's good. It was so you know, yellow. It's good for energy. It's good for like, um, uh, like uh, after drinking. Yeah, you know, like it's, like it's it's great. It's the original monster. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. my mom did shit like that, and she worked in newspaper for a while. But now, um, but four months ago, she moved to Philadelphia out of nowhere, out of fucking nowhere. Yeah, and saying that she had this job, and she and then she mentioned something about being in debt, and then like she's always been. Uh, listeners, I don't know if you deal with this with your Korean parents or your any parent that is very conservative and not emotionally open. My mom fucking lies to me all the time. Lies. Lies. Straight up lies. And it's always under the guise of like, oh, 걱정하지 마. I yeah. don't want you to worry. And uh-huh. I'm like, bitch, I, if I don't know shit and you're just moving cities, you're 62 years old, all right? Moving is like the biggest stressor besides divorce and you ain't with no one. So you're this is the biggest stressor of your life. And you're doing it twice in four months? What the fuck is going on? Who are you running from? And I feel like she's running from some kind of debt or something, you know? But she's not telling you the truth, so you could only surmise the worst. Yes, exactly. And you know I will. (laughs) I'm a cynical-ass bitch. I'm going to imagine you're doing the worst, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, she's moved back to Jersey now, which I'm happy about because, like, her friends and her people are still in New York and New Jersey. Yeah, it made more sense for her to stay four months ago. Yeah, exactly. And that's the craziest thing. It's like, why did you pick up and go? Why? What was what were what was so imminent was that you had? To, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> 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 yeah. 
Like anyway, and I asked my mom. She was like, "Oh, 아니요, 그냥 you know, 여기 사장이 양아치고 저기 사장이 양아치고." And I'm just like, "You're 62 years old. You can't be calling people 양아치." <laughs> what are you doing? Come on. Anyway, so I I had a, like a like a very long like bitch session with her, and I'm realizing that we're very similar. She as much as I don't want to hear my mom nagging. Yeah. She doesn't want to hear my ass nagging about her life. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I will say, I had one... Like, people really... Oh, my God. That phrase, chansori, is so... Okay, I want to break it down for our American listeners or non-Korean listeners. Chan is like the Korean word for small. Sori means sounds. Yeah. Chansori translates roughly to like nagging. It's just like yeah. little complaining, nagging, 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 nagging. It's like what 1950s husbands used to yell at their wives about. Stop fucking nagging me. Yeah. yeah you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And that's what moms do to their kids. Oh, yeah, they'll you know? come in late. They're yeah. Like, Have you eaten? Did oh, you eat? Don't forget about oh, your... My mom used to tell me because I used to wear those Jenko jeans when I was yeah. junior high school. Huge Jenko jeans, like 18-inch um, round bottoms, right? Uh, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're wide, very lucky you legs. got to wear them. I, I, I honestly, you, my mom... You're lucky. My mom never let me wear them. I just had to go. I went and got... Um, Like a uh, very, I got like a uh, very large boys corduroys from Gap. Oh no! I had the largest boys size <laughs> no. available, but it was barely like, a flare um, in it. But they were tapered. Oh my god! See, you were ahead of the curve because right after the wide leg craze was the tapered craze. I know, but I was, I was, I was always out of time, out of yeah. step, out of. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was always a fucking poser, so I got a pair no, of Jinko jeans. <laughs> and I mean, my, that's cool. I mean, when I'm hanging out in the picture I have with like the Filipino breakdance crew, like uh, everyone else is wearing Jinkos, everyone else is wearing like huge ass pants, and then there's me like having a knee, doing a uh, like pulling a knee down in like my brown <laughs> boy thick, corduroys. Yeah. Like thick whale corduroys. Oh, no. <laughs> But I still have the bangs. Like everything else is the same except for my pants. The pants were so important <laughs> back then, right? Like right everything. when we were like going everything. through puberty. If you didn't have wide leg pants, you were a fucking virgin and a loser. Yes, and or I, a preppy. The or worst. a preppy. Even worse, a preppy. So like, and if you didn't have like a wallet chain, you know, it was like that like very uh, early grunge look. You were too fast. You were too furious. <laughs> <laughs> All the Asian gangsters, the Yamachis yeah. were wearing it. <laughs> and oh my, my mom used to complain to me all the time. It's like, though, the city should pay you because you're sweeping up the street for them with those wide legs. <laughs> She's so funny. Your mom is my like good birds. My mom is savage. Yeah. I mean, okay. but like even her like turns a phrase in Korean. Like, oh, yeah. Like she's funny. Like she's, she's so like, funny. She has yeah. a way with words. Yeah. And that's where I get it from, I guess. But I did have like a moment of like, okay, this is my mom. This is the essence. When I decided to like stop nagging and just hear, listen, and be like, okay, are you happy? Be beyond all the nonsense. You asked her that? Yes. Like in Korean, you're like, Hemboke? I didn't mean like, what did you ask? Like, are you well? Did you ask about her health? Like, I don't even know what the Korean. Is it hengbokhe? Like I don't. Is that what it means? Hengbok, <laughs> yeah. Hengbok is happiness. I didn't yeah. ask hengbokhe because that's like I feel like that's like too big. Right. That's like almost like. Can I, did you ask her like? No, I said um, about me 
Oh, how, wow. How, how, That's how very is, therapy. How is your heart? How is your heart? Yeah. It's just how like, are you? Yeah. Oh, so good. My mommy. And then she said to me. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Like, how, are you, how is your heart? How is your heart? Because asking for happiness, I know the answer. It's going to be like, uh, or like, oh, you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. they're going to throw it what off. But like, yeah, yeah. I wanted to like circumvent all the different like ways she could have, you know. Shot me because down. I wouldn't think about asking for her. I would ask if her body was well, like mommy or kentana. Like, are you because okay? that's a very Korean thing? Yeah, because <laughs> mommy kentana, everything else is fine. Yeah, if your body is well, everything else is fine. Yeah, yeah. Mom but I went, oh, I went wow. straight for the heart. Like you've been really mushy. Like you've been very cool recently. <laughs> like really cool when it comes to your family. I think I'm just getting older, you know. I I don't have any of this. Maybe it's because you're like a young or something. You know what I mean? I think it, that's probably what it is. Well, yeah. like, I, that that has to do with like what happened because my my brother called me and he was like, "Young, you have to fucking do more emotional labor with mom." Yeah. And my my brother's thirty now, and he's always yeah. been smart and sharp. But I there are times when. Like, my brother's seven years younger than me, and I've always looked at him as a child, yeah, you yeah. know? And lately, he's been really impressing me with, like, leaps of very deep thought, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, shit, you're, like, checking me. Yeah, and he's like, a man. Yeah, he's a man. He's a wise man. <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> okay, all right, cool. So, you know, I, I made up with my mom, and um, the best thing was, this is like a side thing, but basically I've been having some like talks and issues with my partner about like professional jealousy. This has been something that we've been talking about in the podcast. I have brought it up before. And um, recently we went to uh, down to San Diego to do shows and I positively crushed all four shows and he did well, but he didn't crush. So he felt like he was like in my shadow and blah, blah. And there was a lot of this like, you know, just emotional talking that we had to go through while we were doing comedy. So, like, it just, it, it really sucked. Um, and it's the work you have to do with two comics, but, like, it just sucked because I was, I just wanted to, like, be praised all weekend, you know, for, like, doing well. <laughs> Not, like, have to, like, take care of my partner's emotions. Yes, yes. So I told my mom that, and she got so, like, like, on my livid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not like yeah. real livid, but yeah. like because she's my mom, yeah. she's getting fired up for me. She's like, oh. And I'm like, oh my God, my mom loves me. And she was like, oh and I was like, yeah, I know. I told him. She's like, you better fucking tell him to check his fucking ego and stop bringing your ass down while you're doing shows or I'm going to fly over there and fucking set him straight. <laughs> <laughs> and I heard the fire uh, in her heart and there was a moment where she was screaming and I was screaming and our hearts met. <laughs> <laughs> you get a good konomosheki going. Yeah, like yeah, when it yeah. starts like that starts the I will say this. Yeah. Our pair and my mom is the same way about like how we can commune over hatred of other things. Hello. Like that always. is like a language. Yeah. Yeah. It is truly. But it's like, and this is the problem because you and I are starting to traffic in truths. 
<laughs> and we are. We're trying to like get real. We're trying to not yeah. only live through lie and anger. You're right? right. You're right. Traffic in truths for sure. Yeah. And so like um, it's been one of those things where with my mom, because I'm trying to detach a little bit from that anger, it's like a thing that we cannot connect on all the time. Because I used to do this all the time with her. Like, mm. can you believe this guy, this person, or Max? Yeah. I will always do it stuff with my husband, and she'll just be like, oh, my God. She wants, to, she wants me to lie to my husband all the time. <laughs> like, that is her default. Whenever she, um, like, comes over, she'll just, like, let's hide this or don't tell him about this. And I was yeah. like, I don't need to lie. Yeah. This is like she. <laughs> I don't has want killed. your relationship with dad. Yes, exactly. And it's like <laughs> she's like, like you, she has like she wrote a book on like how to save your immigrant marriage. You yes, I mean? <laughs> just lie, lie, just lie, 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 and lie, shut lie. your mouth. Yes, and it's also like about and it's this way that we learn to talk to our parents because we lie to our parents <gasps> exactly. Because this is the way that we and so everything is either obfuscated or coded. Yeah. Like we either hiding or we're saying something else when we say something. Right. So it makes it a, I mean, already there's like a, at least with my parents and myself, like there's already a, a little bit of a, like a language barrier that put that, put that on top of the lies we tell each other. Holy shit. Forget like, about <laughs> it. Forget How are you ever, ever supposed to know your family? <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. What? How are you ever supposed to know your family? Exactly. Anyone and in the, our like generation of immigrants, exactly. we, yes. we could never really know who our parents are. Yes. And that's like such a deep sadness. It is very like, I mean, it's a uh, that's like shit like that. People write songs about like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't I know. I'm not tuned into myself in that way, yeah. but I did write a poem about it once. <gasps> you did? And oh, my I God. Did, like, would you put it? Would you put it on the Patreon? <laughs> Just for our like uh, diehard fans, I would have to find it. But yes, I will. Oh my you guys, god, I, will I want put to see it, up it there so bad. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's like it's that shit where it's just like, in spite of all the work that we do, and this is something that I've learned through therapy is that like, and I've told you this, Peter. It's like you can change, but you can't expect her to, right? Absolutely. So you found that I actually thought that was very beautiful when you said like, "What is your heart?" Mm. Right, and the fact that she was receptive to it, and that you found a way in. Yeah. Love that. I mean, you connected in the way that you can. I, yeah, I like ninja'd her. <laughs> <laughs> she kept evading me. <laughs> she was, yeah, she was deft. She's deft. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, what's going on with your sinus infection? <laughs> oh, man. Okay, both of us are, so you also have sinuses today? No, I, well, yeah, I, it's, a, it's the allergy card. Okay, so it's all, so it's mine. Like mine is definitely an allergy kind. I, I don't know. I have no idea. But like you know how I've been like basically sick for the last two months. Like yeah. if you go back and listen to the all episodes, like it's always like me kind of hacking up along. I've been using the cough mute button. Phil can attest to it. I'm sure he's heard it a lot um, for the last two months. And I've just thought that I've been like sick. Like I thought I was like you know low level sick or about to get sick or getting over an illness for two months. And I've been plying myself with like vitamin C, zinc, um, like drinking only honey. Like I haven't been drinking that much. I haven't been smoking that much, like at all. I mean, like not that much. And um, it's just I've had a horrible science infection, as it turns out. And I've been on my third day of antibiotics, and it's just now starting to get better. You sound better than when we talked the other day. Yes. This is the first day I actually feel okay. Like, I felt like I woke up today and my brain, for the first time in two months, yeah. 
has felt clearer. Oh my God, really? Yes. That's like, why I you were having such a weird January because you had a yes. fucking sinus infection. Because I couldn't actually, I couldn't fucking breathe. I Which literally means you weren't sleeping, breathe. right? Exactly. And that throws up the whole body and, and you the got mind. It. Yeah. You got it. I was sleeping at like nine. I was going oh to sleep God. at like eight. 30 and I, I would like go do shows and just like get off stage like I just like feeling sort of like fine but also really not and then I'm and the thing is this is like something I've talked about on the pod before it's like I yeah. let this I let myself do this all the fucking time like remember when uh, my retina is almost attached <laughs> yes <laughs> Because I was just like, oh, I just have a headache for like two months. Yeah. You know? And it was just like, no, my eyes were about to come out of their fucking head. Yeah. And I was just like, doopy doo, whatever. And I do this all the time. We and love I, to suffer. Yes. And deny ourselves yes. the truth. Uh huh. Right? Because the truth of the matter is, I should have known after a month of this being like this that something was actually wrong. But I needed to convince <laughs> myself that it was something I could handle. Here's the thing. My, when I was young, I, my whole life, I've always had one thing wrong with my body. Like, for example, <laughs> if it's not like a, a nasally sinus thing, it's like a pinched nerve thing in the back. And then when the pinched <laughs> nerve thing uh, uh, like subsides, like I'm, I'm starting to have like knee pains. And then my, you know, like knee and then I'm taking calcium or something or like whatever college and my knee gets better then yeah. like my wrist starts to hurt for some reason there's never a time in my goddamn motherfucking meat sack life that i don't feel some kind of protuberance some kind of fucking thing that makes me go god i'm dying you know what i mean so like i think that's the reason i don't even think about going to the doctor not that I have health insurance. I just did Medi-Cal and I'll be fine in like two weeks. But I – that's why. I And then every time I go to a doctor, I, I always tell them, it's cancer. Trust me, it's cancer. They're like, no, it's not cancer. And it's never cancer. You know what I mean? <laughs> never even cancer. It's never fucking cancer. And I'm always fucking telling the doctor, like, trust me. And you know me. I'm a fucking, like, smarty little bitch. So, like, I go into the doctor going, trust me, doc, I know it's cancer. And they're like, shut your fucking stupid ass liberal arts mouth, you dumb bitch. You almost didn't even graduate undergrad. Shut the fuck up. And I'm, like, sitting there going, trust me, I know it is. It's lymphoma. Like, they're (laughs) – doctors hate me. Oh my gosh! No, I I think for me it's it's more about like I'm I I am a relatively um, healthy person. I I, yeah. I I find as I'm getting older, I've, I'm having more and more problems. Certainly, I have arthritis, as it turns out. Oh, I same. showed someone my arthritic like my crippled arthritic hand, and like she recoiled in horror and was like, "Oh my god, what is that?" And I said, "It's arthritis," and she's like, "What happened?" And I was like, I just got old. Like, this is what it is now. Like, I don't, <laughs> like, I don't know what else to tell you, honey. This is it. Like, That's I, it. Your body just, dec- we're dying. Like, yeah. every day. I mean, like, my all, I didn't realize this, but I, I've been getting a bunch of, like, bruises on my knees for many years now, okay? Like, what? very mysterious bruises on my knees. Yeah. And I always thought that it was because I was, like, just drunk bruises, you know? <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> Whatever. Don't judge me. <laughs> you thought they were just, quote, drunk bruises? <laughs> you 
know. There's so much to unpack. <laughs> Whatever. People that are out there that are drinkers, yeah, we're all nodding our heads. They okay? know. <laughs> yeah. But it turns out it's actually arthritis. <gasps> arthritis leaves bruises? Yes. Yeah, so like when your inflammation like that happens, it like that's what the blood is. Oh. So it leaves bruises. And it's like, I was like, holy shit. I looked at it and I was like, that's exactly what the shit is. This entire time, I thought it was drunk bruises. It's actually a horrible arthritis in my knees. Holy shit, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there's like this stuff that I like justify to myself. I mean, a lot of people are like this, but I think yeah. it's exacerbated and certainly the immigrant Asian communities, which is, you know, lends itself to also like not I, not diagnosing a lot of other things, you know, like, you know, <clears throat> most of the reason why Asian people get sick is because we're like, We'll take care of it later. Yeah. That's or like me. put some tiger bomb on it. That's like me. that's like the main yeah. reason why most of us die. I'm sh- tiger bomb is a leading cause of death among Asians. <laughs> For Asian death. <laughs> <laughs> well, have you ever seen that uh, movie The Farewell? No, because I can't handle it. You'll love it. It's I I, I, I feel it's, like it'll make me feel too guilty about my mom. Uh maybe. but this is about her grandmother so at least it'll be like a little distance yeah Yeah. it'll be removed yeah yeah i mean i do want to see it but i just like for me i have a lot of trouble like watching like things that will ask too much emotionally of me sure 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 i get that um it is i i would suggest watching it as a student of film you know what I mean? Just like yeah. watch it as like, oh, how is Lulu, uh, the director, what choices are she making? Is she making? Because it's very specific uh-huh. and it's hilarious. It's it's not people think like, oh, my God, the Pharaoh, I'm going to cry. It's like you sure you might cry, but like you'll also laugh just as much. I'm familiar with the story, and it also does tie in, Peter, you're right, because of the lies that we tell ourselves. Right, and the yeah. lies we tell our family members yes. for, for quote, for their own good. And it is this examination of Eastern philosophy versus Western philosophy, like what is good for the collective versus what is good for the individual. And it, it's, I think it's a beautiful movie, and it, it, it should be winning all the awards. I think you should watch. Okay, I will. Put it on the list. All right, well, should we take a break now? Yeah, let's take a quick break. <laughs> Comedian Bobby Lee from Mad TV. Bobby Lee. Bobby Lee. And today I'm joined by Bobby Lee. Thank you so much. Let me ask you a question. Can I ask you guys a question? Yes. How many times have you been on the show? Like six. Or like five or six times, yeah, correct? Yeah, yeah. Right. And we love From you. The old, right. So I'm in the hallway where the um, dressing room is, and they have a whole hallway of uh, headshots. And um, you have, um, I have, I have it, I took photos of it. You have Kevin Nealon up there. Okay. I love Kevin. He's a really likable guy. Greg Proops, he's wonderful. Uh-huh. Um, Ralphie May when he was fatter. None of me. Really? No, what of me. There's a picture of you up there. There is a picture. Can I just say something else? There's no Asians at all up there. Not one Asian. Yes, Joe Coy. Coy. Joe Coy. Joe Coy and Steve Burns. Joe up there. Coy is half Asian. That's <laughs> <laughs> a count. That's Mexican. What if no? You I wanted 100 percent Asian okay. on that wall by by tonight, or I'm calling the NAACP or whatever the group I need to call. <laughs> Okay. There's a group I'm going to call. It's got. It's, it's, I'm furious. Oh, we're I'm sorry, buddy. It's, it's good to be, see you. It's good to be 
Can you believe this Iowa shit? <laughs> it's insane. Listeners, if you're tuning in, it is like uh you know it, like live you know not like catching us or catching up or whatever yeah this is, it is <laughs> who would be turning it on at this moment 30 <laughs> minutes in <laughs> who's scrubbing no, maybe, to the topics maybe who, someone, what listener maybe someone... is skipping through our <laughs> banter and going to the topics that we barely prepare <laughs> who's doing that who's scanning <laughs> Please let us know. But I was just saying, but also maybe some people like play catch up. So like they're in the future, let's say it's like in March right now and they're listening uh, to sure, it. Sure, 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 sure. So yeah. like, I'm just letting you know this, this is right after the Iowa caucuses, <laughs> right after the Iowa caucuses were so, uh, it's more than 48 hours after the Iowa caucus re- uh-huh. results were supposed to be in. And it's 24 hours after they actually did come in. Oh God. Isn't it insane? Yeah, it's. I don't even really know what's going on. Do most people know what a caucusing is? It's like a antiquated. It's way so of, old. Yeah. yeah, like it. It's. I believe it's like they get. They all have to go in person. Yeah, you have to go in person, and there's different districts, and you, uh, according to my boyfriend's brother, who went and did it because he's in Iowa. Oh, he, wow. Yeah, he was part of it. He did it last time with uh, Bernie and Hillary, too. Uh, he did say it was much better run this time, but it's just not – there was something wrong with the fucking apps, I guess. And yes. The, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's fucking crazy. Like, they don't know how uh, uh, it fucked up, but basically these phone apps were supposed to make it easier for them to track, like, who's – caucusing for who and caucusing just means like you're in this huge room and you go to like different corners to say i am here here for bernie i am here for klobuchar whatever yeah Buttigieg. and then people like make some some someone from klobuchar be like hey what you guys should come over here because klobuchar is da 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 and then they go oh really okay well i guess that's something i believe in and then they walk over to klobuchar's corner so and then that's the whole thing you're just going back and forth back and forth and then at the end by the time out or whatever, the end of fucking 10 hours or whatever the fuck they're doing, uh, you they get like a final score. And then that is supposed to determine the primary winner. And it's like it's a much more free. I mean, it's the reason why Iowa voters are very well versed in the um, in the like election. Um, uh, what's the word here? What's the, what am I thinking of? They're like very well versed in like the policies and they understand yeah. the issues very deeply. Yeah. Typically. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they like understand what what things affect their lives, right? right? And there's a reason why, let's for example, the ethanol tax has always remained such a big part of American politics, even though there is like a nebulous, like there's a so very very small give or take in the actual um, carbon footprint, like that it, 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 it whether or not it's better or not. But ethanol is very important to Iowan farmers. Now this app is run by a company called Shadow Incorporated. <laughs> Shadow. What the fuck are we doing? <laughs> and on their website, it says, when, uh, why Shadow? When a light is shining, shadows are a constant companion. We see ourselves as building a long-term side-by-side, quote-unquote, shadow of tech infrastructure to the Democratic Party and the progressive community at large. Truly the mission statement what? of a Marvel-style supervillain. 
<laughs> that is <clears throat> insane. And not only that, but Buttigieg's people had kind of preemptively declared victory before any result had come in. Right. It was very suspect. And a lot of people on the board of Shadow are Buttigieg Fans? supporters. Yes. Oh, my God. What the fuck? This is bad. This is so weird. It's weird, and it makes the DNC look so stupid. Yes. Like, this is some GOP shit right here. Yes. You know what I mean? It's truly. It's nefarious. Yes. And it's... (sighs) First of all, why are we caucusing anyway? Like, (laughs) what? What? It does this even do for us? It's the only, I think it's one of the few caucuses. I don't know of any other uh, states that caucus. Do you know? Are there any other states that caucus? I don't know. I know there's like a New Hampshire thing and then there's like Super Tuesday and all that shit. But like, I don't know. I think Iowa's like the first of the like series of things, right? And a lot of the political process looks at Iowa caucusing, which is, first of all, mostly white people. Yes. And secondly, it's, uh, I, you know, they think it's because like I was the middle of the country that they're like, oh, they represent most of the country, which like, it's just simply not true. Yes. Just it's by numbers. Yeah. Just by numbers. We have more people in California. You know what I mean? Like that, that it's just like, okay, sure. Maybe a lot of the Midwest feels or votes similarly, but I think that's a, such a wide swath that we keep painting with and i just don't think that's true it's but truly like anyway uh, uh, I, don't, I don't even know what why we do it <laughs> i mean to me the 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 bizarre part of the iowa thing is that who not only have Buttigieg win but it also lends so much more fire to this i, I mean like it's so it's so much more fire to the idea that in 2016 that um, the DNC had done things to in order for Hillary to win. It gives so much yeah. credence to all these conspiracy theories. Yeah. And they did it in such a way that it's so clear that it's possibly true. Like, I of, mean, if... Of course it's... I mean... It here, is. Here I we mean, go again, I, fucking I, spreading lies <laughs> around the internet I'm telling again. you right now, you can, call, you can call me the Asian Joe Rogan today because I truly... <laughs> I am popping off because this shit is truly insane. Like this is to me, I'm embarrassed because like you, I am a, as a, as a student of American history, like of course America has done, America has done shit like this. Yeah. You know, like we rigged elections before, like of course. I'm pretty sure um, JFK won because Daly made sure that they stuffed the ballots for him in Chicago. It was like pretty <sighs> clear. There's a lot of like evidence that supports this. We'll right. never know, quote unquote. You should see my eyes, but we know. <laughs> but like, you know, that's allegedly, fine. allegedly, allegedly. But this was back in an era where you could be like, no one knows for sure, right. right? It's done behind closed doors. It's done in a classy manner. Yeah. Okay. And the way that the shit has gone down. I mean, the only. Like, this is like Fred Hampton shit when, like, they just murdered him in the street. Like, you know, it's like, are we really doing this out in the public? This is embarrassing. This is the reason why the the DNC is acting like a family that's arguing in public. Like, that's (laughs) embarrassing. We need to have this, bring this inside. They need to have stopped making this so clear, right? Because this breakdown, the shadow, the Buttigieg um, proponents on the board, it's like... Too many things. Yeah, it's so laughably... 
obvious. Obvious, yeah. You know, uh, yeah. and it only gives more fire to all the Bernie people that are like going insane about this. Yeah, I know. And I truly, I'm for but, me. I'm I mean, just why like, not? I'm, I'm with why them. not? I'm with yeah, them too. I'm with them. I'm with Bernie yes. on this one. All right, like, uh, you, 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 we say like, oh, Trump's so corrupt, and you know, blah blah blah, and all this. But like, look at what the fuck we're doing. We're all I doing mean, the same fucking thing, all right? You're either sucking Putin's woo. dick or you're sucking fucking, I don't know, some Democratic dick. Like, is a, a dick is out there to be sucked. You gotta suck a dick. And I'm not saying that dick. no one should suck a dick. I think dicks need to be sucked. Absolutely. And I, understand, I understand that is the reality of the world because there are dicks out there and that it, and that's how the world uh, tur- turns. It's by sucking on dicks. I get that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an adult. I understand. You don't yeah. need to baby me, you know? Yeah, you're either pimp or a hoe, okay? I'm yeah. trying to live that pimp life. Yes. All right? But there's a way to do this, okay? And every, even... Just even be better the, at being yes. shady. You yes. have, you're, you're called shadow. You should be called happy type, happy-go-lucky citizens y- yes. of dem- democracy. <laughs> uh, moral superiority incorporated. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, you should be called Nothing to See Here Incorporated. Yeah. <laughs> uh, nothing to see here. Everything is very legal over here. Trust us, Incorporated. That that would be better than Shadow. Like, <sighs> truly Christ. insane. Insane. Yeah. I mean, like, and the thing is, you know that this, the, all of the copy on the fucking website, all of the logo went through, was like brand tested, was like focused, <laughs> focus, you know, groups. focus groups. Like, and it was like, where, where was, where, where did we break down? Where did this breakdown begin? Yeah. Like, who do we, is, like, did someone call, has someone called Obama? Like, I mean. <laughs> yeah. You know what? We keep fucking looking to Obama for like the answers, but he ain't trying to give anything. He doesn't oh, care. He's all fucking doing Netflix shows. Like we we put the onus on him because we're like, someone please. And he's like, I'm not that dude anymore. Stop. Yeah, you're just wearing beautiful chinos. I get it. But ah. like <laughs> I mean, I like this, like this, along with so I just wanna and I will leave this alone. I know that today I sound crazy. But I do you guys, I read Reddit so that you guys don't have to. Okay, ah. honey? <laughs> Okay. I think that's Alex Jones's actual tagline. <laughs> Infowars. I read Reddit so you don't have to. <laughs> you are the Asian Joe Rogan. <laughs> all right. What did you uh, find on Reddit? Tell us. So, all the stuff with the uh, Iowa and stuff, notwithstanding, okay, this in line with the coronavirus stuff. Okay, we do have to touch on the sort of like Asian, like xenophobia that's happening internationally as a result yes, of the coronavirus. There's a lot of people being mean and racist to Asians. Yes, and it yeah. happens every time avian, H1N1, like all of this stuff. Anytime this makes its rounds, yeah. you know, there's a, a round of this. So we all collectively as an Ajima uh, audience, we all looking at each other right now. Let's take a deep breath. We know this is happening. Yes. Okay. And this is ha- this happens and it's part of the um, language that surrounds the headlines regarding every single virus, any, any single, um, anything coming out of China. It's always a red menace. You know what I mean? Right. And we know this, right? We're looking at each other, nodding. Yeah. Yeah. We got it. I got it. Now, let me tell you this. <laughs> what? We all know this. Recently, 
about a couple of days ago, there was a Harvard doctor uh-huh. that was arrested okay. who was um, who was suspected of selling things to the Chinese. He was working with the coronavirus. What? Yes. Wait, what do you mean? So there was a doctor, Harvard doctor that was working with the coronavirus, as in like trying to figure out a like um like a cure? No. He okay. was working with the coronavirus in uncovering what it was. He was discovering things with it. He was okay. working on the virus. Okay. It's like it's not about the virus itself, but it's like the corona strands okay. inside of the virus. Okay. Uh-huh. Um and um, why is that he, a bad thing? Because there's a couple of things that's happening in China right now. It's something called the the Thousand Talents Plan, where they're trying to import a lot of American research scientists. And um, you know, some of it is like a lot of the U.S. has been uncomfortable with it because a lot of the research scientists they're recruiting have you know, um, like uh, contracts with the U.S. government <laughs> and okay. uh, science, Chinese American scientists have said that it's uh, unfairly targeting them, obviously, because it's like racially biased. But this guy is white and he's a Harvard. He's a very famous and very long time. He's been a staff member, I think, since like the 90s. And his name is Charles M. Lieber. Uh-huh. And um, he was allegedly he's been charged by, from the federal government from allegedly failing to disclose funding from the Chinese government. <gasps> Whoa. So you're saying the Chinese... Okay, so what is your theory? That Chinese government is paying him to develop the coronavirus? No. And this is where the Reddit comes in. And this is where... <laughs> you're welcome in advance, okay? Okay. Um, there is noise on the internet that the coronavirus is actually U.S.-made um, biological weapon <gasps> that was being developed here. By this dude, by a couple of other people at Harvard, uh huh, and, and then sent over to Wuhan. He sent it over. He sold it. <gasps> and he that, sold the virus. That like the idea of like the this weaponize, weaponizing this virus. No and way. There was speculation that the Chinese got it and and like were using it and didn't and there was an outbreak because they didn't know how to contain it. And that's the reason why no they've been way. so transparent. Think about it, Peter. Why have they been so transparent about it? It's because oh they actually don't know how to control it. Because they fucked up. Because <gasps> if they were developing what? it, if they were developing it, they would hide it, of course, right? Right. But because it's a U.S. Nothing to see here. Yes. Incorporated. Incorporated. <laughs> God damn, the Chinese are good at that. Take a cue, yes. DMC. Um <laughs> But because it's a U.S. made biological weapon that they found out about, that's right. the main reason why they've been so transparent about it. It makes it makes eerie amounts of sense. Whoa! So okay, I mean, think about the collaboration. Let, let, they're sending people over. There's been all this like U.S. China like they're helping each other, and it's because so they're trying. They were trying to create the Black Plague. Basically, and this is extra. This is extra shady. So I am putting big quotation marks, big asterisks. So people, this is just me pontificating, and I, you can, you guys can yell at me in the comments. Please don't give us a bad review because I'm. This is for (laughs) entertainment purposes only. (laughs) 
But there's also in the Reddit comments as people have been sounding off that it seems there's some uh, buzz that the coronavirus specifically seems to affect Asian people at five times the rate. <gasps> what? It's genetically targeted? Because it's an upper respiratory thing. Okay. And there's and like that- some sort of genetic thing that Asian people have. Uh-huh. Which would also make sense because our noses and our, <gasps> our like our nasality. Yes. <gasps> Anyways. <Whoa! laughs> and it's so fucked up because if you think about it, that makes total sense with the US born, US made biological thing, you know? Biological weapon. And so this Harvard doctor that got arrested. That's insane. Isn't that okay. insane? So so he got arrested, and then what do we know? He's been receiving money from the U.S., the Chinese government through like another shell company inside Holy of under the guise of this um, <gasps> thousand talents fund thing initiative. Oh my god, this is mind blowing. Yes, I mean I have to research, and you guys should research on your own too. Don't take our word for it, but I am th- thoroughly thrilled. This is like. <laughs> I, I feel like this is like it should be a movie. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, it's. I mean, it's actually crazy. Because this is like you, a Soderbergh film. Yeah, you know, like, oh my yes. god. Because it also makes no sense that why China at this point in our trade dispute would be so open about this. Right. I mean, I figured because they need help containing. You know what I mean? And but they didn't do this with any other. Any of the other viruses. Well, it, uh, also, it wasn't as... This one is like... Plague ex, level. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's spreading... First of all, it's spreading via incubation. So people don't know they're sick. Yes. This is fucking psycho. I could be... You and I could have coronavirus right now. We, we wouldn't know. We wouldn't know. But you know... Do you know what's even more fucked up? And this is just me as a tr- as true... I, I am playing the part of the Asian Joe Rogan today to the fullest. <laughs> to the team. Um, thank you. Um, the way that they're um, treating the coronavirus in China right now, the only thing that seems to be helping it is like a battery of HIV drugs. What? Yeah. Holy shit. So if you think about countries that have the largest store of HIV drugs. Yeah, there you go. And a country where there is like a very rapidly rising number of HIV cases, China. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. It's crazy. Holy shit. Okay, so there's a New York Times article that just came out Uh um, today um, saying that the deaths in China are rising with no sign of slowdown. And Hyundai is suspending production in South Korea amid supply chain problems linked to the coronavirus. Wow. Girl. Is it? Uh, is this it? Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. This is cray. I know. This is what I I come I come bearing gifts from the deep internet. Okay. I well, mean like I woke uh, up from my sinus. I came I woke up from my sinus fever fever dream. And walked into a internet nightmare. <laughs> oh, my God. The deaths are uh, soaring above 500 now. Yeah, it's getting really bad. It's getting and really bad. I, I believe the latest, like, the SARS outbreak was at, at I think, peaked at 800. And it was, I, and at this point, oh, there no, was no, 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 sorry. To... It was 350. 
but there was no way to like, and the SARS like exhibited, you exhibited symptoms. Right. And it wasn't, you weren't spreading it while you were still incubating the disease. Correct. Holy shit. It says Washington Post is saying uh, over 24,000 people are infected in China. Wow. 24,000. That's a small city. Yeah, that's that's like a, a town in Iowa. Holy shit. You know, actually, Iowa is probably the best place to be right now in the middle of the goddamn country because us being, or you in Chicago, well, I don't know about Chicago, but like, you know, the big cities, coastal elites, people are bringing this shit all over the globe. These flights. It's oh, true. my God. I have to fly to Chicago shit. in March. Some biblical shit right here. Yo, this is pestilence. Yeah. Fuck, can't this wait. is crazy. So, I <laughs> can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? The coronavirus might be raring, <laughs> but I got my crystals, honey, so I'm good. Um, <laughs> well, moving on to some other non-deathly <laughs> plague news. The Oscars are this Sunday. And uh, speaking of, you know, uh, wow, this is so crazy that I'm going to be talking about Parasite <laughs> because this this coronavirus seems like a parasite. It's yes. not, you know, like it's not a living, I guess viruses are living, living organisms. Yeah. But yeah, it is like a parasite. Anyway, speaking of which, the <laughs> Oscars love, are this Sunday. I love your seg, baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, for my segues. Now, uh, an interesting article came out about the uh, the group that uh, the conglomerate that owns the film or distributed the film, CJ Group, uh-huh. and I just wanted to quickly talk about like how Parasite became such a huge international hit, pretty much by accident. And uh, the CJ Group, which began as so, if you don't know CJ, it's like that like uh, it's in every like Korean store. It's you know like it, it's like Otogi. Or like Asi, you know, like these are yeah. brands, like yeah. Korean food brands, right? Yeah. Food conglomeration brands. There's only like, like seven craft. companies allowed in Korea. We, I know. Right, right. <laughs> so CJ Group is a huge conglomeration. Yeah. They began as sugar and flour manufacturer in the 1950s, probably after the war because we didn't really have sugar in Korea. Mm. You know, we use like date jam and shit like that. Like we, we don't really have a lot Red of like... Bean. Yeah, red bean paste. Like, we're not really in the... Like, culturally, sugar's not our thing. No. But uh, neither was flour. You know, we used, like, rice flour and rice milk. But, like, we never had wheat growing Mm -hmm. in our, you know, fields until the 50s. Uh, And anyway, so they manufacture that. And then they uh, made their first foray into entertainment in 1995 when they invested $300 million in DreamWorks. Wow. I'm trying to think, like, what was 1995's DreamWorks film? That they were like so excited about what like what was going on back then, but what dreams anyway, they come? <laughs> and DreamWorks, uh, uh, I believe, was started by three people: it's like Katzenberg uh, and like Jeffrey Katzenberg, Steven Spielberg, and yeah. SKG. I forgot who the G is, but anyway, Jeffrey Katzenberg. A sideline, he's the guy who started Quibi. So, like, there's yes. a lot going on. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, they invest in DreamWorks, which has since been sold to Universal Pictures. Mm. So now CJ's like, you know, fucking highfalutin and have a bunch of money. And now they, they're like have a strong foothold, especially after uh, Parasite in the movie making business. And uh, uh, I forgot what, Mickey Lee, M-I-K-Y-L-E-E. This lady, I think she's like the head of uh, I forgot what department, but she was giving a quote saying, uh, I always prayed one day we can go global. Uh-huh. 
also, also, that's what the coronavirus said, and <laughs> they did it. <laughs> And uh, yeah, oh, Miss Lee is a, a strategic. She's mainly responsible for strategic direction and management of CJ Group's entertainment media division. Wow, that's so cool. Now, uh, the the reason why I even bring this up is because Parasite is nominated. It's breaking all these uh, award, uh, you know, records, and everyone's saying, "Oh, 1917 is going to win." 1917, like we really need. Parasite to win Best Director. Yeah. I need Bong, Bong Joon-ho to be a global phenomenon. He already yeah. is. Yeah. But in the artistic community, not in the commercial way, side. Yeah. If I he agree. wins this, I think it will completely change how Koreans are viewed. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, and foreign especially- film, period. Foreign film, period. It's, I, did you see yes, these yes, tweets yes. that like members of the Academy were talking about um, thinking that like they didn't think that Parasite belonged in the gr- best film category that it needed to be in Fuck foreign. You. And Fuck them. Yes, and it, the thing is, it's why, why was Roma in it then? Yeah, but it's like the othering of um, a cinema of a piece of cinematic. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a piece of cinema that transcends place. Yeah. And that's the reason why it's a film. I mean, when most directors and auteurs in the postmodern era describe films, most of them talk about Fellini, Bergman, and these are movies that yeah. did not exist in English. They are the, right. they were undis, undisputedly undispu, you know, undeniably the best one. And so, irrespective of whether or not it was in English. And so, this right. is what Parasite is reintroducing into cinema. Right, the idea that it does not need to be American centered. It does not need to be centered around English as the primary language. Right, it is yeah. more about the beauty and the language of cinema itself. Right, I mean, come on, man. There's no more of. There would be nothing more um, beautifully stated as a sort of like a. What, what did you see this Joaquin Phoenix speech at the Baftas? No, not at the Baftas. He was, was talking he about diversity. And going crazy? <laughs> yeah, it was like talking <laughs> about the responsibility of the establishment to promote promote diversity, and that okay. it, the onus is upon the people that have oppressed. And okay. there would be no greater indication that they we are that they are now that the system and the academy itself is welcoming and opening up the language of cinema to be more than just English. Than to I have fucking parasite. love that. Yeah. I love that. And, uh, you know, last year, um, Roma won three Oscars, including yes. Best Director. Okay? So I think we got a really good chance. And sure, you know, the voting's all locked in and all that, but I am going to be watching, and I'm, I'm going to be fucking screaming for Bong joon and the whole cast and the, the production company, everyone involved, Neon, who is the American distributor. Like, I'm so excited for what is to come, and I think we we have a really good chance of upending the Hollywood system with Parasite. And how amazing if Parasite does win, you know, either Best Picture or Best Director, that it truly will become its namesake within the the system, a parasite, a tiny little burrowing organism that ends up taking over the entire host body. Here we come, bitch. Love it. Love it. <laughs> with that, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back with Kick-Ass Curry. <laughs> uh, 
nervous when race is brought up. I'm an American citizen, you know? I was at a Starbucks, this really happened. This old man came up to me and he goes, are you Korean? I got scared, I'm like, yeah? <laughs> then he goes, I fought in the Korean War. I didn't know what to say, I wanted to say thank you, or I don't fucking know. <laughs> you know? But what came out of my mouth was me too. Then he got mad, what? I started improvising, that's my name, me too. All right, we're back with Kick-Ass Koreans. It's time, key All right, today, uh, my Kick-Ass Korean is, uh, it, uh, this person was actually recommended to us by an avid listener. Thank you, shout Ooh. out to Ron Song. Uh, Ooh, hi Ron. Yeah. Hi, Rod. Uh, this person today, uh, uh, the Kick-Ass Korean, is Christine Sun Kim, at Chris Sun Kim. Uh, she's a sound artist living in Berlin, and she signed the national anthem and America the Beautiful at Super Bowl, this past Super Bowl. Did you watch it? Yes. Uh, oh, my God. Oh, no, God. the Super Bowl? No, no, I did not watch show. it. I did not what watch it. What about the halftime show? I did watch it later. Oh, okay, the halftime show was fucking incredible. Yes. Anyway, before the game starts, they always have, like, the national anthem play and all that. And that's yes. when, like, you know, players be kneeling. But uh, she <laughs> she has this um, opinion piece on New York Times. Everyone should go read it. It's Just amazing. Google yeah. New York Times, Christine Sun Kim. She looks incredible, first of all. She's yes. in this, like, silvery gray dress. And she is signing for the gods. And... Uh, <laughs> And she was, and, but the thing is, Fox Sports kept cutting away, so like no one got to see her. Yeah. And she's talking about how like you know no, no one really pays attention to the deaf people, the deaf community. And she brought light, uh, 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 she like shone a light into um, the Disabilities Act and how that changed her life and that made her life even more normal by giving her closed captioning and um, uh, people who could train her via sign language for her jobs and stuff like that. So like I didn't even think of that. You know, these are things I don't even think of like ada compliability you know like there are so many people out there with like different abilities that yes. are just living life harder than us and like us like fucking able-bodied people and uh this i thought that was such a cool thing for her to shine a light on that and be like hey listen i wasn't gonna do it because of the kneeling bullshit but here was a great chance for me to go out and and uh and show up for my community, the fucking deaf community, and she still did not get you know the screen time she deserved. But I'm glad that the New York Times was written, article was written, and she's uh, speaking her truth. And here she is trafficking in truth. Our kick-ass Korean Christine Sun Kim, go give her a shout out, follow her, and support her. The article is amazing. Um, she looked amazing. Also, Marley M Matlin, like the most famous deaf actress, shouted yeah. her out Ugh, on her Twitter because apparently she's done the signing at uh, a bunch of Super Bowls before that. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. I saw that in the article. Yeah. So, like, I mean, the article itself is very, very good. And very she's good. obviously, like, a very special person. So check it yeah. out. And very awesome that she was Korean. I, I, like, checked it out. I was like, oh, my God. She's tall. <laughs> she's deaf. She's, she's yeah. hot. She's Korean. <laughs> You know, that's the, all the things I'm looking for. <laughs> she's pr she's probably the quietest Korean to exist. <laughs> I know. My guest Korean is EJ Ko. Um, uh -huh. She uh, just recently published, like at the end of last year, published a heart-wrenching memoir about... Um, it's a little bit of an atypical Korean-American experience. She, her parents left 
her and her brother alone in the States. Oh and they God. went back to Korea because she, her parent, her parents got, her father got like a really fancy um, job in Seoul. And like, they just wrote to each other. And they're like, it's like a, an insane story. And like, it touches on mental illness. And it's like a really beautifully written um, memoir. She's very young. And I wrote, I, I, this is the, I, I, I was reading some of the passages in her book and her Twitter is um, at this is EJ Co. Really beautiful little snippets from her book. One of the snippets is when your parents are alive, eat as much of their love as you can so we can sustain you for the rest of your life. Oh. Yeah. I mean, like yeah. her Twitter feed is feed full of this shit. And she, like, for me, she writes, like, for people that are speak Korean really well and can also write it and stuff like that. To me, she writes with this like very tender, like eloquence. You know, like very fancy Korean people, how they like yeah. write, like, like Sunhago, like really, like they have like a very particular, like even the way they speak Korean is very beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Not like, rough like us. Yeah. Like it's like <laughs> we, I speak Korean with a mallet. She uses <laughs> needle she, and thread. Yeah, yeah. She uses yeah. a needle and thread. Exactly. And like for me, the way that her English comes out, it's like, this is a very beautiful, eloquent language that it's very clear to someone that is bilingual. And to you, Peter, it's like this is someone that holds two languages in their mind. Oh, I love that. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. this is, and I've seen this a couple with like Pachinko. You see that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like someone that like is e translating from Korean to English and from English to Korean. Yeah. This like this sort of um, symbiotic relationship between the two languages. I you especially with Korean authors, um, and I also see it in a lot of like uh, in um, Americana. She, this is a, a she's a Nigerian born author who wrote a book in English. Like the same sort of thing. It's like the people that do that, you know, um, they have a special place. They have a special thing to contribute to American literature. I think, you know, because uh, that is the true immigrant experience to be completely conversant in this way, both ways. Um, so, yeah, that's my kick ass Korean. Damn. I'm reading about this stuff. Uh, I mean, her um, her story a little bit. And it's oh, truly heart wrenching. It's heart wrenching. Um, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's called The Magical Language of Others. Yes. by EJ Co. It's 214 pages. Tin House Books. Go check it out where anywhere you can buy books. Yes. But try to, uh, you know, go to a local bookstore. You know, Amazon's yes. got enough money. Tin House right? is very, I would support them as a press as well. They have, a they usually publish a beautiful short stories collection at the end of the year. Oh. Subscribe to their magazine. They're a wonderful press. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, kick ass. Uh, go check out EJ Co. and uh, Christine Sun Kim. Give them all your monies and all that. Uh, and also and give us some money. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to like get into it in a needle and thread way. And here you go, malleting all over this fucking transition. Yes, but can, please give us some money. <laughs> we're going right to now, DC. We're yeah, going we're to going DC, DC Comedy Loft. Yes. April 26th <laughs> and we need the we need money to buy flights and stuff so like yeah help us out and the way you can help us out a is uh, uh literally on Patreon you could subscribe to yes. extra features uh maybe you'll see Unji's poems you know what I mean well maybe <laughs> you know you'll definitely get swag you you know you uh, you sent me a picture of you sending out um some stuff to our patrons right 
Yes. Yes. Yeah, so I, I know. I'm. I know. I'm late, you guys. Fucking. I get it. But did you just hear me about my sinus infection? Please give me a break. <laughs> but it is heading out. The merch is coming to you. Don't yes. do not worry. And we thank you so much for the the people that have already uh, decided to be our patrons. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I have to say, thank you so much to the person who bought me my iPhone. I am loving it. It's really the fact that I can like. Take more than five pictures at a time without my phone blowing up is incredible. And uh, I, I'm just feeling blessed. And thank you for that. I appreciate that. We love All right. You. you got anything coming up you want to tell the folks before we go? Oh, I have a show tonight. Uh, but you guys won't we won't be publishing this in time. But tomorrow, no. congrats on your success. The first Thursday of every month. Um, it's the show that I produce uh, at Uncharted Books in Andersonville. Check me out. And otherwise, I'll be in Kenosha all weekend. Uh, for my first oh. road gig. Yay! Amazing. Yeah. Wow, that's so incredible. You're So you're doing Friday, Saturday? Yeah. Uh, headlining or featuring? Featuring. Three shows. Oh, my God. Who's headlining? A man named Stephen Haas. Oh, okay. Cool. <laughs> so go check out uh, Unji and Stephen Haas uh, at Kenosha. And if you're in the LA area, SoCal area, please come out to Gaijin AF. I will be hosting with my crew. It's going to be a wild ass time. We got Nori Reed. We got Nick Dodani. We got Robin Tran. It's a Ooh. lot of fucking amazing Gaijins. It's going to be at UCB Sunset, 9 p.m. It's already almost sold out, but there's always a standby line. So please, please come. We love you. Nori. Thank you so Nori. much for listening. Yeah. All right. Thank All right. you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>